Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. All right. Um, okay. Welcome. Welcome to episode 12. Can you believe it? Yeah, oh, 12. Who, you know what, man? That looked like the, 21, was it? Oh, is, should it be this way? Is this better? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's for me. Ah, whatever. You know what? So all the haters that said we wouldn't make it past 10, there were no haters. haters. There were no haters. But that's how we thrive. Oh, man. There are haters. You know what? Sometimes... Sometimes you need some haters because then that that means like you you're actually getting a reaction. We, I think I'd love to have a hater. I'd love to have a hater right now because that would be, that would at least be something we could we could bring up during the. But now it's just like, yeah, it's really positive energy. Everyone's really nice right now, and it's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome again to episode twelve. And as we always start with every episode, Mr. Josh Yang, have you made it yet? No, I have not. Lucas, have you made it yet? Nope. If anything, probably took five steps back. Yeah, we all took a couple steps back. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the staircase or whatever just got taken away from us. So, yeah, I don't think there's... Actually, I forgot to mention this, though. I think my agent likes me enough now. She added me on Facebook. Oh wow, that's breaking the that's breaking the barrier between professional to like a semi personal yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Now she knows uh, me. What yeah, how how how's that been though? Like has she told you like what's gonna happen with like you and like the agency moving forward? Like, you know, because a lot of organizations send those type of messages out. It's like, yeah, oh, is what's gonna happen, whatever. They're they're taking it day by day again. Um, every agency is doing the same thing because um, they don't know when the uh, when the uh, license for filming is gonna is gonna be reinstated in Ontario. So right. hopefully they don't go out of business. Hopefully they can still afford their rent. So I'm just hoping for everything right now. Um, yeah. And on that note, we have a really special guest today, Josh. You might be able to read her name down there. Holy crap! You can. Maybe, maybe not. I actually I'm not too sure what the recording is going to show up, but oh shit. Um, okay, so for our guest today, um, let's see. Like, you know Patricia, Josh? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to Patricia. Um, this next guest that we have today, she is an amazing actress that I first met at Patricia's birthday in 2016. And she was Mm. actually the first person that was ever introduced to me as an actress or an actor period. 
So, right, right. you know, like you always think when you think of actor, you think of this like ethereal thing that you just see in a screen. You never get to actually like see one in person. So when I first met her, she was, um, she was, she was also living in Toronto, but I was also working like behind the camera still in marketing and everything like that. But I had all this like inkling to try to step into the game. So when Patricia first told me, oh, you'll know everyone at this party. Oh, and I'm also inviting my friend Annabelle. Um, she's an actress. I'm like, oh shit. People like, it's like finding, it's like finding a Bigfoot. It's like, whoa, you, you exist. Oh my God. Um, as in amongst, as in like amongst in, in the Asian community or um, like just actors in general. Actors in general. I've never been introduced to a person oh, okay. who's just an, uh, an actor. And that was the first oh, okay. introduction. Okay. Um, yeah. so, so ever since then, she just actually inspired me to, to kind of pursue this path as I've asked her a bunch of questions. Um, we've went out for lunch before and just to, to really pick her brain about this whole industry. She's a wealth of knowledge who's been in the game for quite a while. And probably that night at that birthday party, I probably asked her many questions about the acting game, probably drunkenly too, because it was a birthday party. Mm. But Right. You know, we all had a great time. Um, so without further ado, in, an, in addition to acting, she's also a photographer, a jewelry designer, but you might know her best from Cleo Fay from the web series Life XP. So let's welcome Annabelle Loy. Hey. Hi. Hey, Annabelle. How you doing? What's up? Uh, good. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Got my awesome. crown already. <laughs> very timely very timely um how's the quarantine been for you quarantine's been interesting um i think i'm just pretty much in the same boat as everyone um just trying to fill my time with something productive and ending up sleeping most of the day <laughs> i don't know i'm not productive at all <laughs> nice 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 we briefly touched upon that can you can you show your waking up mantra that you have by your bed? Oh, yeah. So I, I like to leave myself notes, as you can see. Uh, some of them are really old, and uh, I don't um, know what they mean anymore. But the most important note that I have every single day that I see, and I put it right in my line of sight, is this one. <laughs> Get up there. Just to make sure that I, uh, I open up my eyes and do something <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> That's slightly affirming, but slightly morbid at the same time, which is a perfect combination. <laughs> I'm aggressive, and I believe in just, you know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta um, be aggressive. I'm not sure if everyone knows, but um, in this episode, we're actually filming. Josh and I are in Toronto, and Annabelle is in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So this is our first, like, cross-national episode. So shout out to all the West Coast yeah. people there. Cheers to that. Yeah. Does it, wait, does it, are those lights behind you, does that also spell out? Like, what does that spell out? What, the B? you got a B, yeah, you got a B, and then what else? That was a bell, because I'm narcissistic. Okay. <laughs> did get it for me, so I'm not that narcissistic. But you can't just throw okay. it out. Like, I have my name littered around everything. Like, you know how when you go to um, <laughs> weddings, they all have your name card and everything? I keep all of that. Right. Like all oh. of it, so I have my everywhere. 
Oh my god. It seems really arrogant. You know? Sorry. I just don't want to throw away memories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's fair. On that that's fair. Note, I keep I keep stuff. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, Annabelle, as we ask with every guest that we have here, have you made it yet? God, I wish, but no, no, I have not. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Like, well, with that though, like what have you been doing to progress your craft during this quarantine time? Um, so actually the reason why I'm, I mean, like slightly made up is that I just shot a monologue, um, self tape thing, if you will, um, for the next monologue slam. And I think like, it's mostly just, I'm like, I'm, doing monologues i'm learning monologues taping them even if it's for nothing i try to do one once a week and i've started posting them yeah. as of last week and um i try to learn like a new song just to keep my memory sharp like oh. a new song just to learn the lyrics and maybe eventually get my voice to a point where i can say yeah i can semi sing um yeah and i forced my friends to go online with me to do reads because i'm aggressive like that uh-huh. <laughs> one of them tried to back out and i was like Mm-mm. Nope, not happening. She was like, I'm not ready. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> We're doing this. Oh my God, man. So like one of the things that I've been trying to grapple with is like one of the main things is taking acting classes, but are online right now. How have you like tried to have to pivot to, to doing everything online in terms of doing monologues and also uh, readings online? Um, I mean, the readings and everything else is pretty easy. Cause I feel like, um, most of us have like if you're struggling to do self tapes like their last minute most of your friends are probably going to be reading with you online because you know um if it's last minute like some of my friends from i don't know asia or um from the uk they're like i need a reader i can't find anyone in my town that can come over like will you just hop on a skype call with me and read for me like i don't think that's changed as much um i haven't had any auditions so Honestly, in terms of putting things online, it hasn't changed much. I haven't done any online classes um, mm. because, well, I can't afford them. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And it still sucks. So they're, they're still charging the same amount, even though it's not in person anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they give you a discounted rate um, because you're not physically there, but there's just so many uh, factors that affect the class that I feel like maybe they should lower it more. But also because a lot of us are unemployed now because there's no yeah. serving. There's like most of us are unemployed. Um, it's kind of hard to pay for that. Like I don't know where I would get a hundred dollars from. I would need that hundred dollars for mm. rent or food or you know just to live. And said, so just get up, bitch. Like it's hard to get up now. Is that? Are we allowed to swear? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because oh, yeah. I'm a potty member. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, do we have that explicit symbol on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. I, even even I think warning for me. Okay. <laughs> even even if we don't swear, I think it's it's good to have that because it's kind of you know how those CDs back in the '90s where they have um, parental advisory stickers on them, and <laughs> and as like a rapper or whatever, you want those. So I might as well get explicit in there. Nice. Yeah, I'm not PG. Nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, here, let's go rewind like all the way back before you even like dabbled into acting and everything. Um, so I know you're a multi-talented artist and everything, dabbling in like uh, Julie creation and also uh, photography, among other things too. Um, so 
what would you say before you even went to acting? What hobbies or crafts did you have that first steered you into even wanting to pursue creative craft? Ooh, um, I think I was always more um, into the arts than I was in typical Asian um, careers, I guess. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I was good at memorizing things and like spitting them back out, which helps as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like even when I was a kid, my grandmother would tell me that like I, I would just like have a jewelry kit of like beads and I would just string them and then cut them apart and then restring them. So yep. jewelry was always part of my life. And that's actually like the first job I earned on my own. Um, nice. But I think I was always more um, into the arts than I ever was into anything else. Hmm. Awesome. And then from the arts, what made you really want to pursue going into being in front of the camera? Oh God, I didn't. <laughs> I had no intention of being an actor, uh, to be quite honest. I, um, I never took drama classes in high school or even elementary school. Like my goals, like, you know how, when you're in high school, you have those, um, career meeting paths yeah, classes yeah. <laughs> and like all oh, of mine yeah. were like, to be a lawyer, to be in marketing, to be in PR or like, you know, all your typical, like, I'm going to do something that's like has a linear path. Um, I didn't get into acting until I came, I graduated from BCIT in PR and then I went traveling for two years. And when I came back, (laughs) I realized I didn't want to go into marketing. I didn't want to go into PR. Um, I just wasn't ready to like settle into something that was a desk job. (laughs) Um, so my friend suggested that I, um, take up a extra gig to just make Mm. some money and do things um so i did one one day of extra work and i hated it i absolutely (laughs) we were filming a summer scene in the dead of winter and i got off that cold life (laughs) like i am a creature of comfort um and so i immediately left and then my friend convinced me to go to a um an open call thing for um extra casting or extra agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the most reputable agency, so I don't know what to call it exactly because it doubles as a production company. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know. It's, it's very shady. I've learned to steer clear. Um, right. But I went there and um, I, it, it uh, led to a acting school that I went to that was a nightmare. Um, but in the three months that I was there, I did learn that I enjoyed acting. So mm-hmm. I actually did the research and looked up proper acting schools. And I ended up at Vancouver Acting School, which is now School Creative. And it cool. just went from there. Like, got hooked. Nice. And what year was that when you first had your first acting class? Ooh, my very first acting class would have been in 20... Um, 10 I guess at that really wow. shady establishment um mm-hmm. but then my like my first official class I think what I would count as like from at a real establishment at Vancouver Acting School would have been 20 oh god 2012 actually mm. uh, like beginning of 2012 yeah 20 so you've been in this yeah. game for basically 10 years now yeah, almost 10 years. It might have even been 2011 um, in September, actually. Nice. Yeah, it must have been September. It's been nice. a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Josh, what, what were you, Crazy. like, destined to be in high school when you, when you took those, like, like career tests? Oh, I don't know, actually. I kind of – I went into, like, university – I went to SFU under like a history. I, I jumped all over the place. I was like history in the first year, but I knew I wanted to switch into business 
And then second year, I went into communications. Third year, I went into international studies. And then I finally got into business. So I graduated with like a business and international studies degree. And yeah, and then from there, also like did a bunch of exchanges, traveled a little bit, and then moved to Toronto like three, four years ago. And didn't really start doing stand-up literally until a year ago. So like, yeah, it's kind of like there's a lot of things you, you can learn or study for and then kind of what you end up gravitating towards may not yeah. have anything to really do with what you did in, uh, did in college. But like, I also always kind of was interested in uh, directing as like a kid for a little bit. Uh-huh. And I was thinking actually going to like the Vancouver Film School or anything. But I guess I didn't really get the kind of, I don't know, like Annabelle, and Lucas as well. I, we touched a little bit about this with family, but I don't think I ever got like a lot of fully support when I mentioned the interest of like maybe going to Vancouver Film School. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shut, well, support from like family or like when I brought it up. So that kind of shut that idea down a little bit when, when I was younger. So then I looked into other kind of avenues and I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. But like Annabelle, what was your, um, I guess what was your experience when, you kind of broached that type of, you know, topic with your parents that you wanted to go into, go into acting or more focus into the, into the arts. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, so I'm actually named after my sister's godfather's sister, um, and she's a singer. So when I first got into acting and I told them I'm going to acting school, they're like, wouldn't you rather be a singer? And I'm just thinking... Have you heard me sing? You've heard me sing. Like, you, you think I'm going to be a singer? <laughs> um, and to this day, they were, they're not supportive of it at all. Um, every chance that they get, if you mention acting or if they, if I go out early in the morning to go on set, like at 5 a.m., they're like, where are you going? Um, it's just like, maybe you should quit. Like, you're not, like, they're not supportive at all. Like, I get a lot of pushback to um, focus on my day job as opposed to acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but um, what is your day job or like what is uh, what is your main gig to try to you know support Money. your your art? <laughs> My Joe job, uh, what we affectionately yeah. call our day jobs in acting, um, is oh. uh, PR. I'm in public relations, so I'm an okay. accountant for a small company in Vancouver, and yeah, that's what I do. So I ended up still nice. using my degree, which is nice. Um, or certificate, whatever. Um, yeah. In terms of like the the grunt jobs that actors and musicians have to do, um, like working at bars or restaurants or like grocery stores, like like PR working at PR is pretty good. Like you found yourself a good Joe job. Yeah, it is amazing. Like I've I've worked a lot of reception jobs. I've been I had a lot of pushback on like, you know, if you have an audition and there's like, no, you can't go, you have to stay for this shift. Um, I've done the serving thing. Um, this is like I've I've landed the dream job where I'm full time, I get benefits and anytime I wanna run away from an audition, go. Like if I make it for the hours, they're happy about it. If I like, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's amazing, amazing opportunity and like I don't know if I'll, I'll be really sad if it shuts down because of oh, Corona, to be quite honest. Right, right. Sorry, man. Yeah, that definitely happens. So with that whole journey of you, like, going into acting and going into taking classes, um, how was the process for you for finding an agency to go with? Um, I 
I think I was lucky when I first, um, when I first left that acting school, um, establishment place, um, I was like, okay, you know what? I really like acting and I want to pursue it. Um, and I'm not sure I like, at that point I was just so jaded that I thought all acting establishments at that point were like going to be ripoffs and just horrible experiences. So the first thing I did after that was look for an agent Mm -hmm. and I got lucky because I actually went with, um, a really reputable agency. I just like submit. I was kind of like, Hey, I'm new to the thing. I'm new face. Uh, would love to talk to someone. And a really reputable agency took me in because they said I had a really commercial look. Nice. And so essentially didn't give a crap that I didn't have proper training. Um, they did mention that the place that I went to was really shady and that I should really go <laughs> um, engage in some acting classes, which I did, <laughs> which uh-huh. is what led to the proper acting school. Um, but yeah, I, I got in based off looking commercial, like, you know, cute, pretty, but not intimidating commercial. <laughs> they don't know about your potty mouth though. Oh my God, Annabelle. That's what the acting thing comes in. They don't need to see me. <laughs> Although now if you go for commercial auditions, it's all about your personality. So totally. I'm not suitable. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Ah. It's so true though. Like, like Josh, it, it, it's seriously, it's, it's not even down to, um, of course, like when you go into an audition room and everything like that, they, they want to see your personality. But how you get actually into the audition room is just literally your look, your headshot. And so much of it plays into actually having a good headshot mm. that it's mind blowing how many like yeah. little subtle cues you can have with your eyes. And with film and TV, the good thing is that, like, you have your line. So aside from saying your slate, um, if they ask for your slate, you know, you get to be somebody else. That's the whole point of acting. Whereas with <laughs> commercials, um, you know, yeah. they want to hire, like, there's a trend where they tend to go for more uh, realistic people that, like, aren't actors. And so right. a lot of the oh. commercial auditions are like, oh, how does your family celebrate Christmas? And I stand there. I'm like, uh well, uh, my parents are immigrants. So they don't know what Christmas is. So I have to lie. And I'm sure that comes off as fake at some point. But, yeah. but it's really hard when, like, you're an actor and you expect to be someone else. And then they ask you to be yourself. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know how yeah, to be yeah. myself. <laughs> it's so true. I, I guess that's, that's I interesting. For, for me, I always, I always kind of imagine if, like, the comedy thing you know, goes off in a, in a good direction or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I would be completely happy just being typecast as like my personality only based upon my comedy. So if I could just be like in a sitcom as like a friend of say the main character, but always has some, you know, quippy lines, like I'd be completely happy with that. But like in terms of range, yeah, I'm not sure if I have range. Josh, man, you have range. Like, I don't know. I, what to my say. voice doesn't have range, so I don't have range. Okay, <laughs> it's one or the other. You gotta get both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, with that though, when you first signed in with an agency and they told you you had a commercial look, were you primarily getting like commercial auditions or still drama and uh, TV film auditions? 
No, I had I had no training at that point. So um, while I was in school, I was only doing commercial auditions, and it was great because I I did I recognize I do have a commercial look. So I, I it was enough to keep me satisfied. But like the further you go along, the more classes you take, and the more heavy scenes that you get, because um, your coaches are trying to push you, you mm-hmm. kind of start craving more, right? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go in and just like show my hands anymore. I want to go in. I want to have like maybe a line or two, you know, I just, I want to <laughs> do more. Yeah. Um, and so I asked my agent and, um, because I hadn't actually completed any class at that point, she was just like, mm, you know what, why don't you put this on tape for me? We'll see if you're strong enough. And then, but like it, it was, I, I never actually got out of the, uh, commercial, um, area with that agency. So mm. I, and that's like shortly after I moved to Toronto after I graduated. So um, my first real like film TV thing happened in Toronto. Nice. Yeah. No, it, it's so true. Was, like, uh, well, oh, go on, Josh, go on. Sorry. There's a <laughs> bit of a, I, I was going to ask um, how, how was that experience? Your, your first, um, first like gig in Toronto. Um, you know what? By the time I got to Toronto, I got, I did like enough, commercial auditions, like going to an audition really didn't scare me that much. Um, I, it's, it's still nerve wracking when you have a lot more lines than you're used to. Um, but I think my, my very first audition was way scarier than any other audition I had. Like in, and that was in Vancouver. Like I remember being sent in and I don't know if they read my resume wrong, but um, I walk into this green room and it's all these uh, really freaking hot girls who are like, I swear six feet their hair was done and like down to their waist they were all just like leggy and I thought that legs went up to my neck and I was just like I walk in and I'm like uh bye <laughs> I don't belong here like I literally walked in I'm like super short I'm just like I, I, did, like did somebody fuck up because I don't look like these girls <laughs> and so I, I like I actually walked make it to the middle of the hallway room thing and I just my nerves get to me and I kind of turn to walk back out the door and at that point the assistant the casting assistant comes out and goes Annabelle and I'm like huh, no <laughs> I almost okay I almost you know. said no I'm like yeah they're like you're up next I'm like oh god <laughs> and it was worse because I walked in and the casting director did not look at me or the other girl that was in the room at all like the entire time he was looking down on his sheets and everything and I was just like <laughs> This is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) It's so true, though. Like, I I said it in a previous episode, but um, if done right, when you go to an audition room, that is the best mirror that you can ever have because that's how other people view you. Like, but, man, like, I can only imagine, like, walking into a room, like, for yourself, like, walking in with, like, freaking tall like Wonder Woman kind of looking beings like six feet tall and everything like that and feeling so out of place looking around. I've had a couple of those. Like I've gotten to like um, random model commercial auditions and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. These girls are like six feet and I'm like five and uh, I I got to go and I never get them because like I'm not a model, but I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And like another time I, I went into a room and it was all these white blonde girls. (laughs) <laughs> and the role was for a daughter and I'm like okay wait so let me get this straight the dad's white and I'm the only one who's Asian here like nice. what am I doing here nice nice playing the Scarjo like, role they're I all blonde pull, uh, reverse Emma Stone yeah <laughs> that's another one yes that's another one yes 
Uh, Unless those two Asians. Yeah. Dude, her last name was <laughs> Ing in that movie. The same last name as me. That was crazy. Well, pretty much I, like all Asian, apparently. No, she was supposed to be half. She was half Hawaiian, half Chinese. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in the yeah. Movie. Yeah. Or, or also there was a thing where I think the, the original writer intention was that the character was mixed, but like was more, looked more Caucasian than necessarily the Hawaiian Asian elements. Was, and yeah, that was, was supposed like, to be. I think she's like, yeah. like half Hawaiian, but then like she must have been quarter, like a mix of Asian and like Polynesian. Mm, By the way, she yeah. should have been a lot more Asian than blonde. <laughs> True, true. And also, like, I think, I think nobody realized that because she only really, they only met, like, alluded to her name, like, four or five times, maybe, throughout the entire movie. That is but, a like, lot more. That is four or five times more than a regular movie. Right, right. Because normally like, you would get the saying, same it. Whereas, like, throughout oh. the movie, she kept saying, yeah, I'm, I'm half. Like, you said enough huh. times, like, she's definitely half. Like, otherwise, it would just been a toss-off. Right, right, but yeah, that is true. That's I've seen I've seen different things where it's like um, I've seen like on different social media, some girl or like on TikTok, there's this thing called like a Wayzian check, where if you're like mixed, you there's like a TikTok kind of social media trend thing going. So you you like reveal your your half or you're mixed. And there was this one girl who was like a quarter Korean but looked fully white. So that was like. Sometimes, sometimes you do get that situation, but definitely not enough where you can, you can uh, be fine with that casting choice. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think, like, if you look it, it's fine. I don't, I don't care if, like, a Korean plays a Chinese person or if, like, if you're half right. or you're yeah, quarter right. and you look like you're full Asian, that's cool. I think the only time when I have issues where, like, you look so freaking white and, like, you're, like, yeah. I'm one-sixteenth Polynesian, so therefore I can play this role. Like, no, you, you look fully white. Like, stop it. <laughs> it's true, though. Um, on that topic, though, uh, are there any, like, straight-out bombing stories that you've had when you, when you were in the audition room? <laughs> oh, God, yes. yes. Um, actually, not that many, but I did have one where um, I... Oh, God. So... This was with uh, my first Toronto agent, and mm-hmm. I go to this audition, and it's a silent on camera role, which mm-hmm. means there's no lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, great. So I just gotta show up and mime something, or pretend it'll be, or ad lib, or you know, improv. It'll be. Yeah. Cool. There you go. I hate those. So um, bad I'm, just, I'm prepared. Yeah. Like, and I walk in and. The casting director goes, okay, so don't worry so much about the lines. Just focus on the second page and, like, just have fun with it. Just say, I'm like, what lines? Yeah. What lines are you talking about? And she's like, you didn't get the sides? I'm like, there are sides? (laughs) Like, what? Oh, Um, I'm just like, (laughs) and she's like, you didn't get that? I'm like, no. And she was like, here, why don't you you take, like, 10, 15 minutes and, and... and go take a look at them. I walk wow. out. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was fun. I, 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 I did fine. She laughed. I, I, I killed it. Um, it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. But by killed it, I mean I didn't. But um, oh, okay. it was fine. I, I messaged my agent afterwards. I was just like, 
So um, there were sides to this audition. And she was just like, oh, were they? Like, oh. I did not- <laughs> what? what? Oh, what? man. <laughs> I'm like, and yeah, like that was probably one of the first red flags I saw with that age. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> it's great. She owes me a paycheck, actually. <laughs> Yo, that's sketchy. I'm sorry yeah. what agency that is. Yeah, no, well, it was it was my, my first agency, uh, like, for film and TV, and I was still, like, fairly new at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, yeah, like, I think, like, it was less than a year that I was with her, but, like, sometime during the year, she messaged me, and she goes, oh, I have a check for you. I need to mail it to you. Um, just want to confirm your address, so we confirm that. And then I never got anything. And I'm like... Oh, she, so she actually owed you a check and just didn't... Yeah. Wow. But it's fine. It's no big deal. Oh, my God. Okay, when you get your principal film, principal role on Crazy Rich Asians 2, then that check will be nothing, right? Well, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. I feel like she was also very new. So <laughs> I'm... Then blind leading the blind. Yeah. I think, like, I, I'm just like, I think my first couple of experiences in the film world, because a lot of people want to be famous and do things, uh, and they kind of fall for these little traps um, yeah. that people are like, oh yeah, come to this open call, casting call, and we'll make you famous. This is how you get in with Disney, or like, this is how you get in with like, I don't know, WB or whatever it was at that mm-hmm. point in time. And you kind of, you're like, you're so new, you don't know better that you don't know that how the industry works and you just kind of go and you, you pay the $3,000 for your headshots that they suggest. Oh and all that stuff, right? Okay. If I, if this is what I need to do to make it, then yeah. I will do this. I'm serious about it. And at that point you're like, yeah. you're not so far in your career that you're so damn poor that you're like, I have this money cause I used to have a proper job yeah. and you do it and you kind of fall into this stuff. But like, and because I was like, so not young, but like I was, so new to it i just throw it off now as like a learning experience like i will never fall for that shit again (laughs) it's so true like um i guess one of my regrets well i'm not sure if it is a regret but at least a thought that i always have is if i had done this acting game earlier would i have more success right now and everything to give myself more runway but at the same time in the same token i probably would have been a dumb dumb shit um to be in this game because i would have like blown my money so fast um yeah, what a, i did that yeah right so much money like uh i spent like 10k easy like wow oh my god and i only stayed there for three months and it was awful and i never got that money back and then i didn't realize that acting schools aren't supposed to be that expensive yeah like, no, they aren't. no like, oh, shit they are and like I'm like I can get a degree for that like every year that I went to Ryerson for fashion school like was only like eight grand for the school itself like why was it so expensive um Uh like you know there was there were so many dumb things that I fell for and I'm still paying for that oh god I like I you know I just I, I honestly wish I knew more people in the industry at that point in time to like be like no don't don't make that stupid move but mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like hmm. I had all friends who were accountants and marketing people. Like I had oh. no one to go up to. Hey, isn't that so true though? Like, like Josh and I were talking about this before. Um, I'm not sure how it is in, in the uh, comedy scene, 
but at least in acting in Toronto, it feels really damn lonely. And the people that you do meet in acting classes and everything like that, yes, they are great people. Um, but there are like few and far between that are like willing to build a community with you too, because everyone seems so competitive. Um, but with that, like what you were saying is, if you had that community, you would have like not made so many, well, quote unquote mistakes is now you're learning from them. But at least a community would have really helped you progress further and not help you fall as faster too. Yeah. I mean, I think that falling and for dumb shit early on really actually helped me build my, um, my community because yeah. a lot of people have been burnt by that establishment a lot, a lot, a lot. It was insane how many people that place has screwed over. And, um, because you kind of re I like, I reached out and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I fix my mistake? Yeah. A lot of people were like, Oh my God, me too. I've been there. Here, here's what you need to do. And that's how I actually found my next school. That's oh, how okay. I like got taught to like find my first agent. That's how I like a lot of people were so sympathetic at me being fucked over and being serious mm -hmm. about it and like putting that money towards it that they're like, Oh God. Yeah. You know what? Here, let me help you out. And like, same with Toronto. Like I feel like once you find a group that, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, but like, yeah, you find your people. After you I know pretty quick. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, like in the states, they have um, you know different acting um, institutions like Juilliard or like NYU or Tisch and stuff like that. I'm wondering, like, what what are the ones? What what would be the equivalent in Canada? Mm. Good question. I feel like Vancouver Film School is one of them. Um, right. But that's like that's I, I don't think that's necessarily for actors. I know Capilano is really good. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. Ryerson has a theater program. Mm -hmm. right, yeah. right. I don't know if you actually have like anything that's well, it's definitely, well. Yeah, it's definitely not like popularized within Canada per se either. So I feel like you could, I mean. The fact that we're an immigrant country too. Like, and if you're an immigrant. Yeah. You're like, you're going to be a doctor. Like every, every country, like whether you're Italian or Asian or whatever you're going to be a doctor if you're from an immigrant family. It's just going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so we, we wouldn't be familiar with that much uh, if either way with the arts and, and that kind of stuff. I would, yeah. I would imagine, though, uh, like, Lucas, to your point about, um, like, actors and, and kind of the loneliness surrounding it, I think, like, and I've asked, I've asked you this if you were interested in, in ever trying, like, theater, because I think, like, in terms of the theater community, it's a little bit more tight-knit, that kind of stuff. I don't know if, uh, Annabelle, you've ever thought about trying theater at this um, stage? You know what? I've always done film and TV training. Um, I've done some theater classes, and mm. I think it's so essential to do some theater classes mm. um, and to do theater, um, because acting is acting is acting. Um, but it is, there are some aspects of like doing a play versus, um, being on camera. That's a little bit different, but not real. I mean, you know, you got to enunciate more if you're on uh, the stage, but, right. um, mm -hmm. I think the training and the people are pretty much, I mean, the theater people, if you're spending like months and months together every single day, yeah, you're going to be closer. Yeah. But I, I think everyone in the film industry kind of jumps in and out of theater work, mm -hmm. um, if they're well-trained. Mm -hmm. Like you're always going to bump into some theater people because they're just, I don't know if you've done theater training, you are that much 
better of an actor. Like totally. that, I think that's why like a lot of actors in the UK are just so freaking phenomenal is because they're all required to do theater training. Like they, and like the point of theater training is that you get into like more into your body and the breathing and your mannerisms and you learn a whole bunch of things that you don't get to learn in film and theater. I mean, film and TV that, yeah, it's, it's, that training is actually like really interesting and really crucial. Like even if you just dabble in it, cause like I've only ever dabbled in it, but what I learned from that is mm-hmm. amazing. Awesome. Have I mean, you it's also any- hard, cut, but you know, <laughs> you learn. <laughs> For sure. Have you been in any productions in theater? No. Uh, God, okay. no. I feel like I'm that type of person who would 100% need those cuts because I will burst out laughing if someone, <laughs> like, does something weird. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, I've done, like, I've had, I have had partners who, who are, like, suddenly will pull a freaking Jamaican accent, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then you, you burst out laughing because they, they're still straight-faced, but, like, they're just, like, fucking with you. And I'm I like, uh, I cannot do that on stage. <laughs> like, if someone accidentally flung a prop, I 100% will laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I recently, okay, when I first moved back to uh, Vancouver, I had this audition where the casting director uh, was trying, like, called everyone. It was commercial audition. They called everyone in. And they're just like, okay, we're going to block everything. So, like, um, which is, like, showing you what you're going to do and where you need to stand and where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the guys and he goes, okay, um, so the guys, I just want you to, like, put your head down onto your, um, into your arm and hide your face a bit. And, like, but don't do, like, don't go crazy and, like, hit your head on the on your arm or whatever and he kind of does it but he actually hits his head onto the his watch and he kind of his like head bounce, and everyone's like oh my god are you okay and you know what i do i burst out laughing (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like and everyone's like looking at me i'm like i think i just fucked that audition up and he was like, right, you can wait in the green room forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. And thankfully, the cameraman was also laughing. So he was like, uh, and, but then I made it worse by chuckling halfway through after everyone had stopped. <laughs> oh. I am such an asshole. I'm sorry. No, that's fucking funny. hilarious, though, man. When someone injures himself at an audition, you commit into the bit way too hard, man. But, like, it was the casting director, you know? So everyone was, like, looking at me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my yeah. God, man. Yeah, one time I had a person in an audition. So he was my scene partner. And we were supposed to be, like, rescuing a baby, right? So I heard in commercial auditions that you should, you know, of course, play the part. But, like, don't be so overdramatic. It's easier to bring up your energy versus the casting director to tell you to bring it down a bit. So we were playing the bit and we were, me and my scene partner were running up towards the baby. And the moment that I make connection with the baby, my scene partner starts like yelling at the baby, like, who are you? What are you doing? Stop this. Stop this. I'm like, bro, like, like just stay in character. But like, you're freaking me out right now holding an imaginary baby. But it's like, honestly, sometimes your scene partner could make or ruin your own audition too. Yeah, that's always fun. Like yeah. when you have a scene partner that's, yeah. I had one like who couldn't, who could not for the life of her um, understand where the camera was. Oh, no. um, oh, and I say no. that in the sense that like um, every single time we, uh, the casting director would be like, okay, go. Um, she would step in front of the camera and hide her face completely. <laughs> and cause like she went to like try to face me and that just 
I think at that point, I, I feel like the casting director felt sorry for me because okay. um, she was like, uh, she got, she just got so sick of it. She was like, I can't see anybody's faces because you're blocking everyone. Right. Um, so she was like, okay, thank you. And you could tell she just looked sympathetically at me and I'm just kind of like, okay, well, that's not going to happen for me either then. Oh my God. <laughs> like, that was me. Okay. Yeah. Josh, it's kind of like you're set that one time when that guy like just riled up the whole audience and got them so mad that it like, hampers on your set too yeah yeah i mean just anything that that will like suddenly shift the mood of the audience in uh in a stand-up show like the comedians will have to address it break the tension and then be able to like you know the rest of rest of the show be able to move go smoothly so i mean either either way like it really does depend i mean even the even the good even when a, another comedian before you is killing it that can also fuck you up <laughs> because like the audience the audience will be like laughing at like one style of comedy if it's not your style and then you go up right after it and it's like the audience may not like yours at all in comparison and mm -hmm. you could bomb so i mean that happens awesome yeah dude um, so, so Annabelle, just one of the last few ones that we do have here. So like when you're preparing for roles and auditions, do you have a process or do you have any like pre-audition rituals that you do in the waiting room? No, I'm really nervous. So, um, or I have, I have nerves as like every other actor and how I get through them is I talk to people so that all that nervous energy oh, kind of just goes away. I hate you. I hate which you is annoying already. to a lot of other actors because they're like, don't talk to me. I need to learn my lines. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like, that's how I get rid of it. And like, um, it's not hard for me to just like go back into it. Um, cause like, I'll take that when they say, um, I'm like, I'm on deck. Uh, that's when I'll like be like, okay, get into the mindset and go. Um, but I'm usually there early, so I, I need to talk away that nervous energy because if I did my, I'll also like walk around the block, mm. um, like mm. calm myself. But if it's raining or whatever, like I just need to talk to someone and get that energy out. And usually, luckily, I've always found someone in the audition room who was like, yeah, I want to talk to you. Please let me talk. But yeah, oh, some people man. really, really need it. Like well, I, I went into an audition once with, um, a friend and she's one of those like, don't freaking even look at me because yep. i will kill you if you distract me and she's like so intense and i walked in and i'm just like hey. i won't do it <laughs> and i was like afterwards and i'm like so i waited for her like after the audition i'm just like can we talk now and she's like no no we cannot talk i need to process i'm like god damn it i do not want to be your friend anymore <laughs> My yeah. God. Yeah, dude, if, if you talk to me before an audition, I would kill you, Annabelle. Oh, my God. Hey, Lucas. Hi. Hey. <laughs> no, you're dead. Okay. Yeah, no. I, like, I, I've learned to respect people that way. But, like, and I'll just, like, text people my nervous energy. Texting. Yes. Yes, you can do that one. Um, so, yeah, we know that you're in Vancouver right now and everything. And you've made that transition from Toronto to Vancouver. Um, in terms of the acting world, what's one thing that Toronto has that Vancouver doesn't? Ooh, a really, really good indie scene. Oh. You know what? I really, um, hmm. I, I've been know. thinking a lot about moving back to Toronto uh, uh -huh. lately, and that's been on hold. I was thinking September, yep. but that's just going to happen now. Um, but the good thing about Toronto is that there's a good, really good indie scene. And I, I like, there's not a lot of comedians in Vancouver and, I'm sure you've noticed that. Like, 
Um, but in Toronto, nope. there is. And I feel like it's because there is more of a support and exploration of the arts there. Mm -hmm. um, and there's more people who are willing to work with you and collaborate with you and do things with you, you know, just for the, the fact that they love it. Whereas awesome. Vancouver people, I feel like it, there's more production here. So they want to work on actual professional sets and they don't have a lot of time left over to do passion projects. Um, and those who do have that time generally like, and that's not everybody. Like I have to say that, but they're most of the ones who do have time are the ones who are not that, not that they're not serious, but like they're not, I don't know. Like, they're more iffy in terms of the work ethic is what I found. Oh, it's not all of them, but there are a huge majority that who are willing to work with you. They're more iffy. Like the amount of times, like as a photographer, I like when I in Toronto, if I want a model and like, I can go online and just be like, Hey, does anyone want to work for like um, time for print? And like, you know, everyone's willing to come on board and just do things and build their portfolio. Even if they are already established. Whereas mm -hmm. Vancouver, when I say yeah. that, there are people who want to be models who are pretty and they're just like, mm, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And they won't, let you know until like an hour before and they're like oh, I didn't have your number I'm like really that's funny because that's it's in all my emails in my signature <laughs> like oh, I just no. find that the people in Vancouver are a bit more who are willing to do the passion projects are a bit more wishy-washy and that's what I miss about Toronto like the, the passion and the drive and the follow-through mm. like I think that makes interesting a difference uh -huh. um in the indie scene which I really love and if you're non-union like that is like your bread and butter to like build yourself up creatively. It's how you build your resume. And I don't feel like Vancouver has that, or at least not to the degree that Toronto is at. Like, I know, I think every single comedian I know is in Toronto. Like, I don't know a single Vancouver comedian. Yeah. It's, I didn't even uh, really consider doing comedy until I came to Toronto because of the fact that it's so small over there. There's not that many clubs. There's even less, I mean, the comedy mix, closed down like a year or so ago so there's even less clubs um but yeah no toronto is definitely the place to be if you want to be a comedian but now is not the place to be if you want to be a comedian in general because nobody's working not like no comedians are working to the point where once this thing gets back for the like comedy scene like even professionals will be like uh, i don't know how to perform anymore because it's been so long because mm, yeah. these are like comedians who have been performing every night for the last 10, 15 years. And now they're like two months without an audience. So it's going to be weird. You can do your own Netflix special. Yeah, no, people self-produce and put it on YouTube a lot. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And if someone steals from you in the future, you can be like, yo, listen, you stole my shit. Here's the proof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that is something to to consider, like putting stuff out there and then making sure it's time stamped so that nobody, so that if somebody, you know, might you, you could call them out on stealing, but eh, but yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. Wait, so um, Annabelle, can you explain a bit more about the whole life XP experience? Because that that seems like like that that's one project that you did uh, more con like uh, consistent roles or yeah, like four or five episodes in it? Yeah. Um, so Life XP is, um, it was originally intended to be like um, a feature film, but yeah. uh, oh. they got funding for the web series. So they made it into a web series. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's created by uh, Cassandra Ebner, who is an incredible, incredible um, person in general. Like, she is amazing. Um, but yeah, Life XP was, 
yeah, I don't know. Like every single time someone asks me about it, I'm just gonna, like, I don't know. I auditioned and I got it and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it's one of the auditions that I went through and it was a success and, yeah, honestly, I, I when I well, I when I got on set the first day, uh, the director came up to me and he was going like, "Thank you so much for coming." I'm like, "Yeah, no, happy to." And he he let us know <laughs> that uh, they wanted someone else. Oh. Or, you know, like, they actually had. Uh, he told me that um, when we, the auditions were happening, um, they were looking at my my headshots and everything, and they're just like, "Ah, yeah, she's too small, no." And then I think someone said like, "Oh, well, she's already confirmed for her audition," and he was like, "Okay, well, I guess we'll see her then." And um, he said, "Yeah, like I did my audition," and they're just like, "No, she's she's the one." So um, they had actually expected someone because like my character Cleoface was be like the best player in the game. She's like badass, like everyone loves her. Um, and I came in and I'm just gonna like this tiny little girl who doesn't look like she can fight and probably needs protection. <laughs> but uh, I, I like Cassandra, I guess, like really liked it. And, you know, um, it was great. But yeah, originally they had someone else intended who was like an Amazonian girl who can fight. Mm. Be intimidating. Yeah. Wow. See, like sometimes you, you have no control over the breaks. It's, it's like, oh, just a little bit of miscommunication. And there you go. You got the role. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. I was kind of like, oh, did you not want me? And then he was like, no, you were great. I'm like, okay, great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, how long were the sides and how long, uh, how long were the lines that you had to memorize to get into the audition? Ooh, I think it was only like two pages, but it was like, it was like the, I mean, two pages is not that bad. Um, I've gotten auditions like the night before, like we were eight pages and like super lengthy and they talked like freaking Sheldon Cooper. Like that that audition was insane um but like two pages wasn't too bad um and we didn't actually get plenty of time for it mm. um yeah it wasn't that bad but it was like one of those scenes that where like my character was confronting the leads character um and so it, it, it was a bit more lengthy but it wasn't too too bad nice it was kind of funny though my my friend and i actually auditioned had the exact same audition time for the exact same role. And so we went in early and like, we just read lines with each other. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, for, for our viewers and everything like that, can you just give us a premise of the show and, and where your character fits in, into the show? Yeah, so Life XP is um, about virtual uh, reality gaming. Um, it follows this girl um, who Cassandra plays, who's the writer and one of the producers and the lead, um, who's amazing. And she's also like a stunt actor. Um, told me that she broke nearly every single bone in her body. But anyway, it follows this girl who has never gamed in her entire life. And she ends up becoming a beta tester for this virtual reality gaming um, thing. And um, it's just like, it follows her trying to navigate that world and trying to figure out how to game. Mm -hmm. And she ends up being famous for being like the shittiest player in that <laughs> universe. Yeah. Um, and my character and her kind of like come together and kind of butt heads because I'm the best one and she's like the worst and we're both female. Mm -hmm. So we kind of butt heads because she's like, she's trying to negate everything that my character has done in terms nice. of like gaining women traction for, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, that's, that's a terrible. That's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, just to almost wrap this up though. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in a quarantine right now. And in addition to all your creative pursuits, you're also, you know, a living person, everything like that. So can you say within this quarantine, um, what has this quarantine taught you about your own self? 
that I can sleep for a very, very long time. <laughs> Is that something new? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a skill I've perfected over over the years. <laughs> like it is amazing how long I can sleep for when I'm bored enough, and also that you can sleep through hunger. So if you get, if you are, I can't cook. Okay, I can't cook for shit. Um, I'm on your Instagram. But, you cook those like udons, right? No, I didn't cook that. Oh my god, no! Like yesterday, someone asked me how uh, how I made that laksa, and I was going like, I didn't make it. I ordered it. <laughs> Come on, oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, so I've gotten to the point of eating junk food, and once I'm out of junk food, you kind of get to a starvation point. And once you get just get past that little starvation point, you're fine. You're good. You don't feel that hunger anymore. Oh like that's what I've learned. <laughs> okay, all right. That you can sleep yeah. longer than you anticipated, and also that that food is readily available. Important life things that you need to know if you can't. I'm just not meant to be like most people aren't meant to be trapped at home, but. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, I get, oh, like, uh, wait, Lucas, how many more questions were you thinking? Uh, I'm just going to do one more on that one. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I, like, I was wondering, um, uh, I was thinking like, since we're coming towards the end and like we mentioned off the top, right. About the, you know, making it and, and that kind of that initial question. I, I was interested to see that like now that you're uh, in a PR job and like you're, you're, you did the life XP I'm wondering, like, has your interpretation of, like, making it shifted from, like, say, when you started to, to where you are now? And, like, what does making it look like now for you? Ooh, I think making it now is just, I think making it period in the acting world. And I think I've been very realistic because I've had some amazing, amazing coaches who really nailed it in that making it is not necessarily stardom, um, but just to to continue acting. So my definition of making it is essentially if I can not work a Joe job and just rely on acting, that would be amazing. That would be making it. I like, I would happily be a Y level actress. Um, as long as I was, I was just getting work and like not having to, you know, serve or like do another Joe job. Like to be fair, I, I am very in a lucky position right now, uh, where mm -hmm. I have a PR job or did, um, but yeah, I think making it is just not having a Joe job. Mm. So I'm either going to marry rich or just going to have consistent working gigs. Yeah, always, always an option. Always an option. Yeah, yeah. Working Don't marry for guys, love. Guys, let me have any um, wealth Well. Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, did you just say don't marry for love? You didn't hear anything, Josh. <laughs> you heard nothing. Are you married for the love of uh what's it called survival <laughs> yeah right yeah dude we're not average we're savage i got that from a workout gym anyways um <laughs> from average to savage <laughs> um just to wrap it up there for anyone who is interested on the love of their life okay <laughs> yeah oh thank you yeah i know i'm blessed blessed um, for our listeners who are there, like trying to navigate through their path and maybe trying to go into a creative path, do you have any advice starting up for any potential actors who do want to dip their feet into this game? Just do it. Do a class. Like, just jump right in. Like, it. Doing a. I think the best place to go, start is like to do a class and really explore that and see if you actually want to pursue it. Because acting, I feel like any 
anything in the entertainment industry is hard. And if you do not mm -hmm. love it, you do not love it. Like you cannot imagine having any part of it in your life ever again. And you'd be happy. Like, don't do it. Um, you have, cause you have to love it. So I think like, if you want to do it, make sure you do want to do it and do that by like taking a course that will like pull you down to the earth and give you a good realistic, um, yeah perspective of like how you should do things because your coach is always going to give you advice that's like there's always going to be someone asking a question that you had wish you had asked or come up with mm -hmm. and like take a class I think the best place to start is to take a class because that will that will the reality will hit you hard as to how hard it really is and you'll interact with people mm -hmm. who are already in the industry and yeah but if you want to do it do it I love that like, yeah. I feel like especially now like do you there are so many opportunities and things that's happening right now that like are available to everybody. Cause since the industry has stopped, like if you want to do it, do it now. Mm -hmm. This is the best time to like dip your feet into it. I feel I cause like agents have stopped working. So if there are any submissions, they're going to look at it. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach out to a casting director, guess what? They're bored too. Cause no one's working. So they're going to look at that shit. Like if you wanted to like interview anyone at any point, now's the time. Do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. My advice is just jump in. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. Josh, I'm, I'm good with wrapping it here, man. That was a great yeah. ender. Yeah. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. Yeah. Annabelle, where can people find you? And do you have anything to plug? I have nothing to plug. I mean, if you, if you want to find me, I am on Instagram. I post really weird and obnoxious shit, a lot of food. And right now you'll see me complaining a lot about how I can't cook, but uh, <laughs> I'm really weird. So if you want to follow me, that's, that's where you'll find me on Instagram at bell underscore Loy. Nice, nice, nice. And um, for the web series, um, you guys have a URL, right? For it that people can find it. On? Yeah. Our entire series is actually on, um, YouTube right now, so you can actually just type in Life XP um, web series and you'll find it, and everything's on there. Um, I highly recommend watching it as a movie. You'll enjoy it more if you watch it in one go. Um, the episode isn't that long, so like it actually is like it, it reads as a feature. So I highly recommend watching it that way. Nice, cool. Also, Check we have our... this really YouTube video there. So, uh, sorry, a really what video? There's like there's a little section where there's like a music video and one oh, of the characters is rapping and that is like by far my favorite scene. Um, it's it's him rapping because it's great <laughs> and hilarious. Nice, nice, awesome. Beautiful, Annabelle. Woo! Yeah, thank you, thank you Thanks. for joining. <laughs> Josh, what are your handles, man? Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy. That's uh, everywhere all the time um <laughs> most of the time and that's it awesome and, and you can find me uh at lucas john ing on instagram and on facebook awesome uh thanks for listening to episode right. 12 cool awesome we'll see okay. you next time see ya peace Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 